to the Money Mentors Podcast. Here with your Money Mentors this week, I'm Jennifer Perry. This podcast is for you. So if you have a retirement question you'd like us to address, reach out to us online anytime at matsonfinancial.com. And uh, Gary, I was talking to a friend the other day. They said something that really resonated with me because these are the things we talk about here on the show quite frequently. He said, you know, our country appears to be celebrating these lottery winners when you see someone hit it really big with some of those huge jackpots that have been won this year. But a lot of people seem almost angry if you're a family or an entrepreneur that's created your own wealth. And this is certainly not how we think here on this show. We love people, you know, succeeding. But a large portion of our society today seems to feel that those who created that wealth by building and growing a business should maybe somehow pay a penalty for that. They should pay more in things like taxes. I know this strikes a nerve with you, too, because you've built your own successful small business. How do you make sure that other successful families like this pay their fair share, pay what we owe, but not pay that penalty necessarily because they've succeeded? Well, you know, the mentality is that when somebody wins the lotto, you know, and they've taken this big chunk of money and I'm playing lotto, I vision myself being that person. I can do that, too. That's why I keep buying lotto tickets, right? (laughs) That's what we are. But I can't become the president of Google. I can't become the president of Amazon. That's not open for me. So we want those people that have worked hard and struggled and making billions to be able to actually punish them, if you would, for their success. And unfortunately, business owners, when they are successful, don't realize the punishment is coming. It is mm-hmm. The system is set up not just for them, but their heirs if they don't do things correctly. So it's taking income, it's selling the business, it's transferring the business to a family member. All these things come up, and as the rules change, so does the paperwork, so the tax scenarios, so does all the intricacies that you're going to have come along. And so many times business owners do what I call the worst thing they can possibly do, and that is put all their money back in the business. Uh. Because that's what they know. Yeah. Now what happens is they may do well over time, but now it's like having no investable assets, but you have your house paid for. Hey, I've got a house. I don't have any debt against my house, but if anything came up, what am I going to do as an emergency? Right. What am I going to do for income when a time comes that I need to pay for normal things, critical income things like food, electric? My house is paid off, but I have no investable assets to give me income. We call that the goose that lays the golden eggs. Your retirement account is your goose. Mm -hmm. Your business is the goose. It gives you the eggs so you can keep doing what you do. Now, if that goose gets sick or gets harmed, what happens? Either less eggs are being produced or it shuts down completely. Right. We've seen this with business owners in the day when a block store would come in and take over, you know, a small hardware store and a small lumber yard, and then they move in with a Home Depot or Lowe's, and they literally shut those businesses down. And those people worked years in the family business, heritage-wise, three, four generations, and now they can't make it. Mm. And that can happen with technology. That can happen due circumstances. It can happen with COVID. I mean, we've seen how many restaurants that have been years in families and actually shut the doors and never to reopen again. Yes, so sad. So it's so important that, number one, you diversify your portfolio, even if you have to do just a little bit outside the business. And secondly is making sure when you sell that business, you're taking every offer that the IRS gives you to prevent from paying taxes. And there's a lot of them as a business owner. 
So many times we'll have a, a business owner come to us and they'll say, Gary, I sold my business. Here's what I got left. I'd like to invest that. And I go, oh, what'd you sell your business for? They tell me I'm going, well, where'd the rest of it go? They said, well, taxes. And I go, what? Uh, Didn't you have a CPA involved? Well, yeah, they told me that's why I owed. That CPA was telling them truthfully what they owed, but now how the process goes if you don't want to pay that money and do it correctly so you can diversify. And let's face it, there's tax buckets that most people don't know about. There's tax-free, tax-deferred, and then taxable. And then different assets work differently in those buckets. And so you really want to look at from a standpoint of where I'm at today, what is my goal? I always call it Z, plan Z. Mm -hmm. I want this in retirement. That's Z. Well, we have to get to Z. You've got to start at A. You can never just start with Z unless you're going backwards. But you got to go through A, B, C, D. Sometimes you get to D, you have to go back to C, and then you get to go back to D again and go through things. This is what happened with the business we had on the eastern side of the state. The business owner and children that all worked in the business became our clients, and their goal was to sell the business. And there's some things going on with it. There are some IRS challenges. There were some stock challenges. There were some leasing challenges with real estate. And once we got everybody on board and sold the business, it was 10 years later from when we started. However, they sold that business for 20% more than they thought it was worth mm. and paid zero in taxes. Oh, wow. Zero. Wow. Not just some, but zero. And they did it legally, honestly, and ethically. And they couldn't believe that was possible. They went to two CPA firms. We had them both look it over, look at the plan, how we're doing it, how we transition. And that business that they sold is still giving family members 15 years later the same income or more than they got when they sold it at retirement time. Wow. And uh, this is really the difference in what you do for families, for business owners, too, there at Matson Financial Services, Gary. Uh, you've actually looked at the rules. You know how to apply those rules to specific situations. You even work with other people's CPAs or your own network of preferred providers there to really help people find the solutions that best fit their situation, even if those situations are pretty complex, right? Absolutely. And they are getting more and more complex and they're going to be, and they're going to be looked at from the standpoint of virtually every single things from the IRS to laws to even OSHA rules. I mean, these are things that you have to keep up with also to make a business compliant so you can sell. So these are all the things that you need to have done. And we have one client that came in and was ready to sell the business. And believe it or not, the one thing he didn't have was his minutes and the business was not up to date. So we got the business all up to date with the minutes and all that. They could have pierced that and said this business was a hobby and all the tax relief he's had over the years, the people's employed, he would have to repay that all in taxes if he didn't do just some of the simple things to make sure he's compliant. Real life lessons about your retirement. You're listening to the Money Mentors Podcast. Well, it turns out, Gary, inflation's starting to worry even the wealthy now. Morgan Stanley's E-Trade Financial recently surveyed millionaire investors, and E-Trade's Mike Lowengart tells CNBC what they found. Overall, the millionaires are seeing some cracks in the economic recovery and ultimately dampening their bullishness. And they are less likely to think that inflation is transitory and more likely to think that we are in a bubble. I think a lot of us are recognizing it could be here to stay. But uh, Lowengart says what these millionaires are doing, they're looking for new opportunities in a market like this. So what are those opportunities, especially at a time of higher inflation? Well, you're talking about billionaires. And let's face it, you know, they've played by a different set of rules sometimes, ultra high net worth, and they can afford to. Mm-hmm. 
So let's bring it down a couple zeros to maybe you've got a million dollars in your portfolio or $2 million in your portfolio, your brokerage account. And you're kind of managing on your own. You're thinking things, well, you know, the S&P is really high. You know, the NASDAQ's really high. Where do I go? How do I protect it? What am I supposed to do next? And how do I lower the taxes? These are all true concerns of somebody that's got a million dollars of investable assets. And we really need to look at diversification. You know, we say it all the time when it comes to real estate, it's location. But when it comes to investing, it's diversification. Mm -hmm. You know, we had a client who came to us and said, you know, I've got this bank stock and I've inherited it through three generations of family and we're going to keep it no matter what we're going to keep it. Now, when we looked at it this year, selling it off in the capital gain rate versus the potential of a 47 percent capital gain rate next year being in the highest they sold it all off. It was six hundred thousand dollars difference if they sold it this year versus next year. Oh, wow. Gosh. Yeah, it was just too much money. And they verified it with their CPA. They talked to the family attorneys and those type of things. Now, what we are doing, we are selling it off, and we're going to capture those capital gains. We're going to pay those, but we're going to diversify. We're going to use the growth of that stock and everything that's grown and put into a diversified portfolio that gives them an income stream. We're going to go dividend investing. In other words, we're going to buy stocks that pay a dividend on a regular basis from the gains and diversify that portfolio. Now, as this takes place, two things are happening. One is that they're going to lower their tax position for them and future generations because we know that they're looking at that tax skipping. You know they're looking at accounts with $10,000 of flow, and they want to tax these. This is what they're after. Now, if you're in that position of having at least $10,000 go through an account and you have cash inflow there, you're going to have to prove where that cash came from in a legal sense. In other words, you're going to have to prove that you sold something or did something legal. So that becomes not a tax burden to you that you just, you know, did what you should have done. You know, my wife gave me $100. I put it in the account and that's where the $100 came from, from her paycheck. Mm. Who wants to go through all of that? Right. That's yeah. craziness. And being ourselves, somebody that goes through regular IRS audits and SEC audits because of who we are, that's the thing that you want to be prepared for. And it comes to dollars like this when you're talking multi-million dollars accounts that you want to take advantage of every rule that's out there and making sure you're doing and holding the right way. And that is tax deferred, tax free, and then taxable. And making sure the right assets, the right buckets for the right reason. Weekly lessons from your money mentors? Yes. Hit the subscribe button now and listen every weekend on Wood Radio. The opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Fee-based financial planning and investment services are offered by Matson Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products and services offered through Lakeview Financial Group, LLC, Matson Financial Services, LLC, and Lakeview Financial Group are affiliated. To find out if Matson Financial Services is licensed in your state, please call 800-536-8907.